Hey everybody, uh, March 27th through the 29th, I, Greg Bornstein, am going to be appearing at Forgery Unmasked. Three days of 28 speakers from around the globe blowing your minds. Today's guest is going to be there, as well as previous episodes, Aginust. We have Rodney McGilvery talking about alchemy and conscious music. We have Stephen and Evan Strong talking about our ancient alien ancestry. Michael Feely talking about Egypt and symbology. We have so many people. Neil Gore on UFOs. Brad Olson talking about, ooh, the ancient uh, anomalies found in South America. There's going to be so much alternative stories, ancient astronaut theory, Atlantis, flying saucers, psychic phenomena, raising consciousness. This is going to be an event unlike any other. I'm emceeing at it. I haven't even mentioned all the... Rob Yox is going to be there. This is just... It's going to be earth-shattering in the quality of speakers. It's so nice to go to an event and enjoy every single person that's going to be speaking. Highly recommend it. Check it out in the show notes. Forgery Unmasked. Three days, 28 speakers, and more. You are going to... My gosh. It's going to... And who even cares that this is an advertisement? This is conscious advertising, disrupting your consciousness. I could go on and talk about me undies. No, who cares? I'm promoting an event, an event that will experientially change your lives. Speaking of changing your lives, here's a piece of content that very well might, very well might not. Certainly this intro has, well... It's made my friends ask a few questions. We now return to our program. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, this is Greg Bornstein. Welcome to Open Loops. Conversations that bend.
your brain goes to sleep at night and tunes in to a late night talk show. It's a special show, a late night talk show for your unconscious mind. Yes, we are here to go into the realm of the unexplored, the intellectually controversial, provocative, mysterious, paranormal, supernatural, and shamelessly fringe. I am your host, your curator of experience, your consciousness disruptor, and cultural hypnotist. Call me a looper, Greg Bornstein. Yes, my goal in the show is to bring on guests and challenge your existing belief systems with radically unique ideas to stimulate your unconscious mind so you can step into the highest version of yourself. If you're ready for some unconscious stimulation, my guest today, John Shaughnessy, is just the guy to do it. He is so fun. I I love this guy. He is such a brilliant, just a casually brilliant guy. That's the best way I can put it. Casually brilliant. We get really into physics theory, anti-gravity, the purpose of the pyramids, his inventions, his paranormal experiences. One of the smartest people I've had on this show, he's doing a talk about the moon at Forgery Unmasked this weekend. I wanted to put this bonus episode out because he is such a cool guy. I just, ah, what a great conversation. John is great. John is great. All right. If you like the show, share it, please like it on uh, Apple Podcast. You know, you can follow it. And if you if you do like it, uh, it would be very helpful if you rated the show and, and left a few words. Uh, but here's the man, Sha- John Shaughnessy. Uh, these New England boys, just a New England guy that is just, uh, yeah, goodwill hunting. He's, he, I said, man, are you are you just casually brilliant? And he's like, yeah, I guess I'm kind of like that guy. He is like Matt Damon. He is, except for fringe, lost theoretical physics. Get ready for this. It is a whirlwind adventure. Today on Open Loops, we have John Shaughnessy, who is from Massachusetts like I am. First of all, that's very important. Uh, He is an author, inventor, engineer, lecturer, visionary, researcher, and wow, a, uh, a, let's just say a purveyor of the lost theoretical physics. What does it all mean? I'm fascinated. We're going to dig into this. John, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me there, Greg. I really appreciate your time. And hopefully we can, uh, you know, have a good show tonight. And and, uh, pleased to be here, really. Yeah. You know what? I the thing I'm always fascinated by with people like you is when you come from such an academic background. I mean, even before we started, you were you were talking about hiring physicists to prove your theories and stuff like that. Uh, did you ever imagine when you were going into this that you would go into these a little more, uh, how you say, fringe topics? 
what was the game plan for you? Uh, just to be honest with you, it was, uh, you know, I was always been uh, uh, fascinated by gravity. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I studied it on my own and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, read all the books, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity, special relativity, you know, anything on gravity. Uh, I, I just was obsessed with gravity. And as uh, you know, as a young adult, my twenties and, um, you know, I thought that was the next big thing, you know, manipulating gravity was, is it, you know, once you, once you, uh, you can do that space time and, you know, you can open up portals and uh, jump from one end of the universe to the other. And wait a minute, manipulating uh, gravity. What, what does that mean? Exactly. How do you manipulate something that seems just so, uh, solid in our understanding, at least yeah. from my understanding? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, the human mind is uh, unstoppable, you know, I mean, the human consciousness and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, we're at the infantile stage and not even at the infantile stage, but a little bit before that on, uh, you know, developing uh, methodologies to uh, manipulate gravity, just make, I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, it's going to come out simple, like making things lighter, you know, like a block of stone, make something lighter with, with equipment, and then you can push it around. I mean, they're already doing that with uh, sound technologies and things of that nature, but it's, that's not a manipulation of gravity. It's just another, uh, you know, methodology and uh, acoustics and things of that nature. But um, what is it? Yeah. What does this mean? Exactly. I, are you, I mean, look, I, as a kid, I always loved the Jetsons. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always thinking flying cars. cars. Yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I'm thinking <laughs> of, but are you, you're not talking about hoverboards, are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about hoverboards, uh, cars that hover around, um, planes, you know, spaceships. You got it. You know, you name it. Any anything. So, uh, yeah. Any well, you know, once you can manipulate gravity and uh, do it without um, an enormous amount of energy, then you, then you, you know, it's just another propulsion system. What? How is this possible? What? What have you been able to do, John? Well, not much. I mean, I. I as far as I've gotten with, um, you know, some uh, with with experiments, I've I've managed to get my my papers seized in uh, Berlin, Germany. What? <laughs> by, by, by German customs. I was I was going back and forth with some physicists over there, and we were uh, you know I was coming up with a uh, an experiment on how to manipulate the weight of an object, and yeah. uh, they were fascinated with my experiment. And uh, they, I mean, it was, you know, obviously it was, uh, it was for uh, intellectual stimulation, but there was also some money involved, you know, get a prize if you can do it and things of that nature. But um, yeah, but anyways, uh, you know, going back and forth and then all of a sudden, I, you know, I FedEx something over there and uh, well, it's you, you, uh, the United States post office. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was in con conversation with them through email. I said, Hey, did you get my papers yet? You get my papers yet? And, uh, nope. Nope. So I went and checked the, uh, the postal service and tracked my package and it was, it was um, held up at customs uh, in Germany. So I had them look, look into it and they told me no, it was U S customs has it. So it was back and forth, back and forth for like 30 days. Finally, they let it go, you know? And uh, so I, it was, uh, well, you could put it this way. It was enough to uh, pique somebody's interest and, and look at it and hold it up to uh, analyze it. So uh, 
now do you yeah. did you just look that's a sad story to me because i'm wondering yeah. I, I didn't mean, look, get no money either <laughs> <laughs> wait a sec yeah, this yeah. is terrible yeah. because you know yeah. with tesla tesla they took mm -hmm. the papers and he's not around to remember yep. the ideas and write them down again i mean do right. you have right. any idea of what you had written down at all could you reconstruct it oh no i had yeah it's all copied uh most of my stuff's um copyrighted you know at one form or another so yeah, I have I have the uh, you know the whole set of papers. It was like you know I copied it before I sent it out. Anyways, you know, it a, got it on a hard drive and a thumb drive and all those things. But what what do you intend anyway. to make? What do you intend to make with these papers? I mean, are we talking a, <laughs> a flying well, saucer or I mean, what's the well, deal? Well, it's just real simplistic. Uh, we're at the like I said, it's at the infantile stage of just manipulating. Just say a one pound block on your desk. Just uh, make it lighter so you can move it, you know, um, that type of thing. Wow. Uh, you know, with, with less energy, you know, so, you know, there's one pound block, you got to use X amount of force to move the slide, the block across your desk. If you manipulate gravity, you lower the force required to move it. You know, so it's real simple, um, mechanics and, uh, yeah. machinery, you know? So, uh, but anyway, so, so that's about where I'm at, you know, as far as, um, that's concerned. I have, you know, done my own experiments and had some success of lowering the weight of things on scales and things of that nature. But the, the important thing is uh, in this business, uh, you want it, you want to be uh, completely removed from the experiment because you, you'll taint it or you'll be accused of tainting it or, you know, uh, doing something to uh, manipulate the outcome. Yeah. So that's why I was interested in these uh, physicists over in Germany. And, um, you know, we got on pretty good. So uh, the the actual experiment fell outside the parameters that they were looking for, but they were uh, fascinated by the uh, concept. So this is how things go. You throw an idea out there. It might come back uh, years later, 10 years later, uh, you know, people looking at it and uh, so you were you were in your 20s, you were manipulating, you were starting to look at how to manipulate gravity. Now, was the esoteric part of that at this point, the mystical stuff, was that part of this research? Uh, I'd say uh, no, no, this is all on my own. Just just uh, OK, that. Now, so you're just more of an inventive uh, physicist. Yeah, to... like, well, yeah, like, you know, the 20s, I've been in a, a, a personal background, a little background from me of the, uh, you know, United States Navy and the uh, propulsion engineering divisions and uh, so around a lot of equipment, a lot of uh, machinery, um, you know, the, the Navy, you just, ex you don't realize how much uh, technology you really get exposed to on a ship. And uh, you just don't realize until, you know, the year or two later, you're like, you know, how come I know so much? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I was yeah. all this stuff for like three years or four years, you know, so. Um, yeah, so you got, uh, so you get that, I get that behind me. Then I get into the, uh, engineering business, uh, power plant, uh, power generation, uh, I was a manager for, uh, I was a manager, worked for, uh, Con Edison out of New York, uh, uh, what do you call it? Northeast utilities out of uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts and general electric general motors. So I've, I was, I got into a lot of big companies in my twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and, uh, now I'm kind of on my own, uh, you know, uh, somewhat, somewhat retired, but uh, still keep busy doing things. And um, this Germany incident happened about two, three years ago, I think about three years yeah. ago. Yeah.
Now, wait a minute. So, How much did you learn? Uh, I, I have to ask. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, as someone that is into the esoteric stuff like you are now, right. you hear stories about the Navy. You hear stories yeah. about these big yeah. companies, private companies yeah. having devices, things that are a little bit out there. I mean, we're talking we're talking Montauk chair. We're talking Project yeah. Looking Glass, time machines, uh, UFOs, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, John, what, have you seen things? <laughs> uh, I, I've seen some uh, pretty bizarre um, paranormal things in my life, I'd have to say, uh, you know. Um, I mean, Is what there I, technology? Do they have the technology to do some of these things, teleporting, all this stuff? Uh, it, I guess it's left to be left to be seen, to be honest with you. It's out there. It's whether or not um, the right people that are reverse engineering it can, uh, you know, tap into it. But oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you know, it's like uh, it's it just we've been down here for hundreds of millions of years, modern man. I mean, it's you know, we get into Michael Cremo's work and uh, all the uh, data and uh, research that he puts forth it's it's undeniable that there's you know highly intelligent uh beings that that have been here before and i think we're we're the uh you know with their um, lineage you know we're we're uh, we are them but we yeah do um you know if you look at the ancient texts it's you know it all ends up in a war somebody gets uh you know gets uh it's mad at somebody else. And then I think they obliterated everything, the last war. And uh, right. we, and we're here trying to put it all back together again. So wait a minute. So let's go back for a second before we get into yeah. uh, how you, because, you know, we took a jump to the esoteric. I want to get back to you're going, you're working at these yeah. electric places. You're in the Navy. You're, yeah. you're interested in uh, the engineering side of things. You have yeah. not revealed if you've seen an actual flying saucer that the government has yet, but maybe we'll get there. Uh, yeah. But that said, yeah, yeah, I mean, what, what started yeah. you on the path to, uh, I mean, well, I guess what happened? happens next to lead you into more of the mystical uh you know just just the i was just obsessed with um i guess the paranormal i've had you know myself mm. i've had a lot of psychic experiences with uh you know friends when i was younger um you know she's that's odd how'd you know that how do you know this uh, you know you know things of that nature and, and um i started reading reading up on uh, you know telepathy uh telekinetics uh you know and all the all the other fields that are involved in the paranormal uh um you know realm uh really fascinated me absolutely fascinated me i just i knew it was more to the human mind and consciousness than than we're being led to believe and um uh, so that that was that was that that opened up the door to uh i guess a lot of other um things in the future for me yeah so, you know, I've seen. Uh, you know, I was in the on the ship, and it was I was in my uh, on my Navy ship out in the uh, Bermuda Triangle. And it was crystal clear water. I don't know if you've been out to Bermuda, but the uh, the the water is incredibly blue. And um, you know, it was like a ninety degree day. It was big, you know, uh, massive uh, U.S. Navy ship with 200, 210 sails on it, a chopper, and um, you know, all sorts of weapon systems and. Uh, we go dead in the water. We just lost power, completely lost power. And it was like, I went outside and it was like, we were in a ball. It like, it was like, you couldn't tell where the horizon began and ended. The sky was as blue as the water, you know, and we're just sitting there 
And uh, we got, you know, backup generators, batteries, nothing worked. It was like a complete magnetic uh, anomaly that just anything that was, you know, running with electrons just shut down, you know, it was just completely dead for about, it was about 20, 20 minutes, maybe could have been two days, to be honest with you. <laughs> it like, wow. it might have been, who knows, we were in a portal or something. But um, anyways, you know, 45 minutes later, we get we get the you know the generators start coming back up. They get them running. We get the power again. We start the uh, propulsion system up. But, um, you know, the, uh, the, the strange thing is, you know, you're walking around and it was like nobody was talking like there was no like you go to the mess decks or whatever and everybody's just looking at everybody like you haven't you're communicating with your eyes just um you know there was uh or, or outside rather and then when the lights come on you kind of just like just looking at each other like what just happened you know and there was never a an official uh you know uh, bulletin put out about what happened it was just you know, just put it in gear and keep going. Hope it doesn't happen again. So yeah, wait a minute. So was this? Uh, did you have any other? Uh, was this a regular occurrence around there? I mean, you hear about the Bermuda Triangle, but nobody really talks about uh, firsthand. At least I've never. Well, partly because do they ever come back? Well, a. Yeah, um, but right. B. Yeah, I mean, I've never really actually heard testimony from someone that's been there. Uh, right. wh what exactly is going on there? Did you have other fellow? comrades that had experiences as well i mean yeah uh, yeah well, curious uh well that was like a big experience for everybody on the boat you know uh we all we all shared that experience and um can people well, that substantiate was, that if we were to talk to them uh, oh yeah yeah if you get the uh the guys that were on the ship at that particular year uh yeah yeah that, that can be substantiated absolutely interesting yeah, interesting a lot of them are still alive actually so Oh my God! I keep in touch with some of the shipmates there all on, online and things of that nature. But is that something the government yeah. wants to hide? That incident? Do they want to cover that up? Or it, it's who? Yeah. Well, no one's ever asked them about it. But I would. Imagine <laughs> okay. They probably, they probably don't. Yeah, I, they're pretty secretive with uh, things like that. I don't know why. You know, they just they don't say anything unless they absolutely have to. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So you you yeah. have this really uh i i suppose you could say interdimensional experience yeah, in the yeah. bermuda triangle and then what else happens uh well so we get out of there and then uh you know uh, years go on and uh you know you still uh you know uh just just uh just seeing seeing things and then uh i think i get into the uh mid 90s and i i saw a uh, ufo going down the mass pike if you could believe, right? What? <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm cruising down the Mass Pike, and I'm and I'm I'm like seeing this thing in the air, and it's it's not like your typical UFO with the shiny lights and you know, uh, yeah, you know the uh, out of the movies and things of that nature. It was like it was a vortex in the sky, you know. I I, I guess the nearest you could do is is say it was like a cloud. You you were underneath this thing. Yeah, so right. You're underneath you're underneath the, its propulsion system, and it was distorting space time. Holy and I'm looking Lord. at it, and I'm cruising down the road, and there's this lady beside me. She was in a jeep, and I'm beeping the horn, and you know, pointing up at the out the window, and you know, and uh, she just wouldn't look over. It wasn't like it was like I wasn't even there, you know. I was like, what's going on with this woman, you know? So, um, I, I kept uh, kept an eye on it. You know, I'm cruising about 65, 70 miles an hour, and uh, I just kept an eye on it, and you could see it like 
move across the sky like it wasn't it was it was not a cloud i mean this thing was in blue sky it was just out there by itself and it would just just move almost like um without it would just end up in a, a different place you know what i mean you didn't see you know you couldn't i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it was it was uh, yeah it would end up in another place i kept looking at looking at it and then then finally it kind of um kind of changed shape a little bit and then this just kind of went up up and out and then then it was just out of sight but it was in the east so i get home i get well, i was going to boston i get to boston and um i geez i got here awfully quick you know and i'm looking at my clock and then uh i said that, that can't be right so um i didn't think nothing of it i get to my uh, my uh family's house and i look at the time and i'm like what time is it right and and they you know this time it's like geez that's crazy let's go back out to my truck like the, the, the um the truck that I was in, the clock was actually an hour ahead. Now it wasn't around. It wasn't around. Um, you know the, the uh, you know savings time. Daylight, or the yeah, daylight savings time, right? So I'm like, that's crazy. So I started. I did, and then, you know, my humor. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always uh, use humor to get through things. So I'm laughing. I yeah. said, hey, my people came to get me, but they forgot me. You know, they showed up on the pike. You know, on a UFO. And they're like, you know, what are you talking about? You know, the things that happen. Right. Right. So, so I was doing something out in the backyard, working on a car or something, and um, you know, my uh, my brother uh, yells out the yells out the window and says, "Hey, they got that they got that thing you saw in the sky. It's on the news, right? Well, what are you talking about?" She, they go, "Swiss pilots just reported a UFO uh, in that area." Like, I'm like, and then I can you know the the color just drained out of my face. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh like, my gosh. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, for airline pilots to come out and say they saw a UFO, um, you know, exact same time almost, you know, and, and but they were looking on top of it or they were eye to eye with it. And it was a lot more of a different, uh, um, you know, more more of the uh, Hollywood look, you know, with the, uh, you know, engineering and, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, geometry and things of that nature. And uh yeah. Well, they uh, those two pilots actually. You can, you can go check that out in the newspapers. I mean, it's still. I think it was in 1995. A Swiss pilots report a UFO over New York and Boston. So. Wow. Yeah. So so so, was, you, so back then you didn't. Back then you were were you more open to that type of stuff in general, or would you have questioned? Not, not really. I mean, to this day, I find it hard to to actually talk about seeing that i that i that I actually seen one you know it's it's like embarrassing yeah <laughs> you know it's like you know it's another quack but uh but um yeah i mean i i, I sometimes i argue against it you know i don't know there's something inherently um you know uh, uh constructed in i guess a lot of people's minds that they just can't uh you know deal with it and it took me a while to like really, um, you know, deal with that um, incident. But you know, and it was a time slip. Actually, I, it, it, that that propulsion system might have slipped the time that I was in, as I was cruising down the highway. You know, so I, I mean, that's the only thing I could uh, relate it to uh, mechanically, anyways, not physically. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I, I obviously I put the clock back an hour, and. Um, you know, I was back on back uh, reading uh, what everybody else was reading, reading for time. But, uh, you know, I didn't have any uh, marks on my body or anything like that. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm cooking right along and, uh, you know, uh, probably 
late 90s, mid, mid to late 90s, I really started to dive into the pyramids. Um, you know, what's this, what is going on with these things, you know? And, um, I've, I've, you know, being in the Navy, I've been around the world, but 50 some odd countries. Um, it's, it's uh, ironically, I, I got to Egypt twice, but I wasn't able to get off the boat to go see the pyramids because of some, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, events going on overseas and uh, ended up going into the Persian Gulf, um, you know, and uh, doing some work over there. But anyways, um, uh, long story short, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, I started to just d dive into it and um, it, it was actually uh, listening to uh, Graham Hancock, um, uh, Robert Paval, uh, you know, and all of the, you know, the, the, all those guys that were way out, way out there and uh, doing a lot of work and uh, talking about it and, you know, what, what's going on and, and these types of things. And so I, I just, uh, you know, I just kind of uh, got into it, kept reading, you know, looking at things. And I think it was, um, I think it was, it was like uh, 20, 2011, uh, the year 2011, 2010, 2011, I had another paranormal event out and um, I was barefooting. Out, out in the uh, uh, Mount Greylock, out in uh, western Massachusetts, hmm. uh, you know, going on a going on a nice hike, and uh, right, right. There was there was a severe electrical storm on the other side of the mountain, and the side I was on it was fine. It was like you know, partly cloudy, you know, sunny, and then um, towards the end of my hike, it was like a four-hour hike. It was uh, I was in the trails, and it started raining. I don't know if you have a barefooted, but it slows, it slows, it's pretty slow anyways if you barefoot, but um, once the puddles come into the, into the trail, you can't step into the puddles because you can't see what's in the puddle, you know what I mean? So you gotta, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, yes, you, know, like, right, you gotta right. navigate your feet. And it's like meditation for me, it's the only thing that shuts my mind down because you can't right. you have to think about every step you make, that's what you're thinking about, you know? Otherwise, you're going to be limping out of the forest or uh, crawling, for that matter. Anyways, uh, uh, you know, so I, I get out of that. I get so I, was, I think it was like two and a half hours on the uh, maybe three hours in the woods, and then I took the I walked the road back to my car, and um, on the way back, <clears throat> the uh, you know I was just walking around, walking down the road, and. Um, little bit of rain it just drizzled that type of thing it was it was like the i think it was in the early fall late summer and uh i just looked on to my right and noticed something blue in the in the uh in the woods and i uh, okay what's going on now right i mean this is you know this is like you know the, the men in the white coats are gonna come knocking on the door they, yes you know, right? yes <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> it was it was my burning bush, you know. It was like there's a tree completely illuminated, you know, 30 feet away from me. It was like a oak or a, or a um, uh, you know a maple tree or something, you know, pretty big. It was you know two foot trunk, and then the branches were all you know in a blue haze. The whole the trunk right up to, all around the branches and everything. And then I'm looking at him and you can hear his crack, zzz, crackling and popping, and um, the branches started to fall off, like like literally right by the, the trunk of the tree. It looked like somebody was, you know, it was like somebody was cutting them with a laser beam and they were just dropping, free falling right to the ground, you know? So I'm, I'm just staring at it and I'm like, 
um, is this the prelude to a, a lightning strike? It might, you know, because I'm I'm an engineer. I'm electrical. You know, that's my thing. I'm right. Power. I'm aware of you know Tesla's towers and things of that nature. And you know, an electrical storm just went by, and I'm like, there's a because if a lightning bolt comes down and lands, I'm not going to have my eyesight if I keep staring at this thing. You know, so um, you know, it was uh, you know just. Uh, kind of like you know i kept an eye on it you know looking forward looking backwards and on the side and and of course nobody's there i ain't got a cell phone (laughs) 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 so i go i go by you know it's like it kind of it kind of like it started to uh die out you know because i I turned around and looked at it and um i was was actually petrified of a lightning strike to be honest with you but um i guess i guess i it took me months because nobody I don't, I might be the only person on the planet that's actually seen this, this type of, um, you know, paranormal event, right? Where a tree is illuminated in the forest and the branches are falling down, right? So anyway, yeah. long story short, the nearest I could get to, um, you know, finding out, you know, the description of what I saw was, uh, it's called St. Elmo's Fire. And um, it's, it used to be more for uh, ships in the harbor you would see the the sails or the or the um, the the, the uh, yard arms and the, and the mass uh, or the uh, the beams of the ship in uh, uh, ropes and things would 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 somehow they would illuminate with a blue haze on them right right and uh, then it was i think it was saint elmo himself saw something in the woods that fits my description not completely the same but it was something to that effect. So, um, so yeah. you have these, yeah, this is, yeah, so, so, uh, so know. I wonder how you, you start to piece all this together because, well, uh, as someone that's an electrical yeah. engineer, uh, that isn't into mm-hmm. Tesla, I mean, you're into Tesla, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, are you into the more, uh, mystical aspects of Tesla at this point? Or are you more like my father who <laughs> went to school in MIT for engineering? Um, it feels like you're much more on the science side at this point with a couple yeah. weird experiences. Yeah. I would have to say more of the, uh, science side, but I, I guess it's a mix, you know, it's a blend Yeah, of the two because it's, I mean, obviously electric, I mean, I, you know, being an engineer and, you know, uh, you know, and, and knowledgeable about Tesla's work with his, uh, was it the Wycliffe Tower out in New York? I think he put together. And um, he was, he was, uh, it, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. They said it was a cell tower, he's transmitting power, this, that, or the other thing. But I think what he was working on was uh, the differentials between the ground and the atmosphere. Like it, the atmosphere has current, like it's, um, I think it's every three to 500 feet, the current changes. Mm. So, so the, the first, Two or three hundred feet is, um, or maybe five hundred feet. The number escapes me now, but it's a it's a hundred volts, right, between right. the atmosphere and the ground. Then you go a thousand feet, it's two hundred volts. You go three thousand feet, it's uh, three hundred volts, and so on and so forth. So there's a there's a current uh, wrapped around the whole planet, you know, inside this magnetic field that we live on. So that all being said, I, I you know this is not not exactly what was going on with the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, my event out in the woods there, but I think I think what was happening out there is that there must have been a, a an iron deposit where the where this tree was, or gold, or silver, or something that was highly conductive, and it was actually it actually was charged up from the uh, the uh, previous uh, lightning storms that that happened that earlier that day, you know, and it mm. was just discharging back into the atmosphere. 
um you know so that was that was uh you know something like that so I, I found the tree that you know not too long after that i went up there i found it i went snowmobiling up in the one time i found it was burnt it was just burnt it was dead and um they i think they cut it down like a year or two later they cut it down because it was it was close to the road but I, to me it didn't you know look like it was going to be a problem or a safety hazard for anybody but uh, you know sometimes they, there's a foresty people do what they do they just take things down and uh so anyways, I know where that particular place is, but it's definitely a, a highly, I'd have to say a highly uh, uh, energetic, magnetic, um, maybe a dense gravitational um, uh, focal point on that particular part of the mountain. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway. So, yeah. At what point does metaphys? Well, here's the question. Metaphysics. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, at what point does yeah. physics become metaphysics for you? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Real good question. Uh, I get uh, Brad Olson might be able to answer that better than me. He's he's uh, <laughs> he's got a few books. Uh, he's on. He's in the, uh, he's he's going to be on. Yeah, he's going to uh, be at this conference, conference. we're at this weekend. Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you but you've studied yeah. this. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and I I wonder for you, could it have just been? This is a question I always ask. But why not just keep it at physics? Why, why, uh, where? in your life beyond the paranormal, I guess the paranormal experiences probably made you think there was something more, but as somebody that is so well-versed in the sciences was in the Navy, you went to, you studied at different electrical engineering uh, companies and yeah. you were doing it. Uh, I I'm, I'm always curious what makes you go over to going, yeah, no, 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 this isn't just physics. There's something beyond here. Right. Right. It's, it really is. Um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's multi-dimensional. I think, I think when you transcend dimensions, I think that was probably where you're, you're getting into metaphysics. You're, you're getting outside of the, uh, you know, uh, three-dimensional world that. Um, so what was happening in that forest? Yeah. So, so what you're saying is what was happening in that forest, because something happened from earlier in the day that's bringing in another dimension uh the the time dimension that Uh, is it has left an impression and you really can't explain that beyond uh you you can't explain it in normal traditional physics it's right right yeah 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 you it's just one of those um you know, I mean, you can, you can look at it like the ground becomes a capacitor, um, like your coil on your car, which is a Tesla coil. I mean, you know, the uh, primary and secondary coil. And somehow that that location was able to, uh, you know, like a Van de Graaff generator or something, you know, or, or, or the or, or a cloud build, building up static electricity, because it was definitely a static charge. Mm. Uh, who knows what kind of voltage, millions and millions of volts. Um, to, to do that kind of, um, you know, light show for me. It was a wonderful light show. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I, I go to work and, uh, you know, I try to, I, I explain to a couple of guys what I saw and they're, they're looking at me and they're going, then there's dead, dead silence. And they look over and they, and they go, you saw this? <laughs> 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 that's, all, 
I think they're educated people. That's all you got out of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's so interesting about you, John. You're such a yeah. you sound like such a New England guy. Yeah. Just uh <laughs> like a regular, like run, you know, like yeah, a, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. meet you at a bar, have a drink, we're gonna talk about the Patriots yeah, and yeah, all this. But but <laughs> you have this yeah. other side to you. I wonder how you uh I, I mean, like, yeah. Goodwill hunting on acid, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing uh, you to own this identity. Is yeah. uh, I I wonder if if you ever did run into trouble with people who are just going, John, come on, dude, you're in <laughs> you're in Harvard Town here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cannot be talking about you know yeah. pyramids and yeah, yeah. and all this fringe stuff. I mean, did you ever yeah. encounter that? Did you did you have pushback from more academic in quotes people? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Those, you know, it was, uh, just, just, it just, they just draw a blank, you know. They just, it's just, uh, you know, you're a conspiracy buff. You're, you know, alien, you know, uh, type of guy. You know, thinking about the aliens and uh, conspiracy things and everything like that. So, you know, there's, there's more to this than meets the eye. There's, there's, you know, and uh, and then you got these megaliths all around the planet. You know, mm. and I all fall back and say, well, well give me an expo- explanation for this, you know, or give me an explanation for that. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I've gotten pushed back. Um, you know, when I first came out with my theory on, uh, you know, that the pyramids um, held a gravity theory and that they, uh, they were actually doing work and, um, you know, manipulating the magma currents in the earth. So we'd have a nice quiet night. So we all get to sleep with all that <laughs> weight slips, yeah. uh, earthquakes every 24 minutes. Right. So um you know, so so that's that's kind of what you know. I, I so I, I I I got I got beat up. I mean, <laughs> like you write a book and uh, you know you you lose a lot of friends, you gain a lot of friends, you know, you trade up friends or whatever and uh, things of that nature. But um, all in all, it's uh, it's kind of like you got to you know you just got to follow your heart and uh, just just go with it for real, you know, and and uh, yeah, pace it down and. And, um, you know, I started to come up with uh, a lot of physical evidence. You know, I got, I got, as far as I'm concerned, I have more physical evidence to support a gravity theory than mainstream academics uh, do today. They don't, you know, they have, they have their, you know, 200 years of, um, or 100 and some odd years of, of great minds, br- brilliant minds, you know, and uh, they, they talk, you know, they talk in that. Uh, way above my my uh capacity and uh, <laughs> uh but anyways but i but i'm you know from a ground level you know from a grassroots level i'm putting out this uh, you know physical evidence saying well you know this lines up with this and you know and you, you can't deny that these two don't exist and uh the last physicist i went through with um i mean he was publishing papers uh monthly uh you know he taught he taught it uh a, he had tenure he, he's still teaching he's uh you know board certified you name it and uh works for you know big companies and um you know he's uh we 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 got into it and we we went to uh we went down downtown and and, and uh we went through all my stuff and he, he had this uh python code uh python software we, we shove all the pyramids and volcanoes into it and you know you come up with um you know, a, uh, a number on what's the relationship between the two as far as alignments. And um, it was pretty low. Okay. But, uh, but 
that all being said, you know, my my uh, actually theory is based on, you know, all all uh, large pyramids have a uh, volcano alignment with them 180 degrees opposed to them on the same proximal latitude, longitudinally too. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we punched that out and I said, okay, let's do, let's do uh, pyramids over 150 feet or 200 feet that are in the millions of tons. We put that in and it was 100%. Everyone that's over 200 feet has a, has a volcano alignment uh, in the same approximate latitude, longitude mm. too. So uh, that's 180 degrees. So, you know, uh, get silence. <laughs> How'd you even, I mean, that is a, yes. And I've yeah. read about this. I've seen, yeah. I've read articles about your work. I've seen some stuff about it right. and right. it is a remarkable theory. Uh, right. what, what even gave you in the same way that I wonder how ancient the question you always hear yeah. is, well, how did they know to line this up in the exact way? So it matches the equinox of the, like Graham Hancock always talks about with the sphinx and stuff like that yeah, i yeah. wonder how yeah. did you decide to look into this and start to notice this volcano this volcano theory how uh, did yeah. it even come to you well it was, it was uh but the house the house i was in my house and um makio ku uh he's a brilliant another brilliant physicist oh yeah for some reason he was on the tv when i walked into the room and uh it, before it broke the commercial, I just caught the last sentence and he came out. He says, We still don't know what these pyramids are doing. And then it went to commercial, right? And I and I did the free fall into my lazy boy. Boof, right? <laughs> and I I've, I've always have globes in my house, you know, tabletop globes, uh, stand floor stand globes, you know, atlases, maps, things of that nature. So I look at the uh, globe and I and I and, and I've been, you know, uh, pretty deep into the pyramids at this point, you know, and, and trying to figure it out. I was, I was getting actually aggravated by the whole topic. I just said, this is, this just doesn't make sense, you know? And, um, and I did just a, uh, you know, just a thought came into my mind. I said, geez, I wonder what's on the opposite side of the uh, pyramids, right? On the globe. So I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the uh, floor, floor globe and, and, uh, you know, it's looking at me and I'm like, all right, you know, the big 15 foot trudge across the living room over to it. I, I find Giza, I spin it 180 degrees, I land on the Hawaiian hotspot. Whoa, what's going on there? You know, so that was that was the the um, the inception of the idea, the concept. And um, you that's know, quite a thing to land on. Does yeah. a, an, a, a an essential theory about the laws of physics on Earth hit you every couple of weeks? I mean, what kind of what kind of uh, uh, juju are you channeling out there that you're able to just nail that, knock that out? I mean, that's pretty. People should be studying right. you right now. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what i'm trying to figure out we, we need to have another well, conference about studying the people bro, that have these is, theories at conferences I'm, a, I'm you know when my business when I'm, i was in my in my business going back you know you know my personality i'm a troubleshooter that's my thing like you know the eggheads at mit couldn't figure it out they'd always call my boss up and ask sean to see what he thinks you know wow and those g-e-o-n-m out of schenectady so you know they, they and i'd go I'd always go, what did you guys touch? <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys do? Oh, you my know? gosh. Now you do sound like my dad. Okay, great. 
I don't know what you're doing, but it's wrong. You know, I mean, you know, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's, I can, uh, you know, I've, you know, I've done a lot of like really paranormal stuff. I walk into a power plant. I never laid eyes on a gas turbine or, or uh, you know, and uh, they'd have a problem. They couldn't get the fuel to swap over from oil to gas. And I'd go in and I'd start hunting and packing. And I mean, these guys threw their hands up. There's three, four days trying to get this thing to swap over. And I go in and then. I grabbed the uh, the head the head engineer. His name was Rick Luby. What, I mean, it's the sharpest guy on the planet. He must have had an IQ of 160, right? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, looking for aliens, you know. Or <laughs> <laughs> the GE, right? So, anyways. <laughs> yes, yes. So what I, happens? <laughs> I grab him. I said, you know, these uh, these check valves on the uh, combustors are leaking by, and they're leaking by air, and they're they're uh, you know uh, uh, you know. What do you call it? pushing the fuel back in your air bond? That's why it won't it won't swap over the you know liquid oil, liquid fuel. And he's looking at me. He goes, no, 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 no. And I grabbed him by the ear. I said, did he goes, no, this this gauge would do this if that was the case. I said, oh no, it's not. It's, it's set up for uh, oil and not air, so it's not going to you know cause a differential. You're not going to see that needle move. Next thing you know, he's on the phone. He orders up like uh, he was like uh, fifteen. Uh, check valves had them delivered that night and um, change them over put it in boom you know so but you know this is this is what i do you know that's, what? that's so. <laughs> you, you're like are you a prodigy were you always good at school I, that, that's pretty impressive uh, when i was there you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you were there oh my gosh yeah, i was well, not a pride no no i wasn't you know I, I, scholastically i was i was a hot mess but uh into my intuition was was you know honed at a, a young age so i uh, yeah to, uh you know uh, go with it and, and uh was pretty good at troubleshooting but anyways uh that's i mean that's just one particular thing and uh you know everybody's looking at me like who's this guy how do you know that how do you know that you know like, <laughs> yeah i want to know what other i mean look i'm fascinated by this pyramid stuff but i'm also really interested in the uh everyday intuitive hits that you get that are just uh mind-blowing like i want to i want to know more about that yeah. uh, <laughs> i feel like in a way that is more maybe it's just more accessible to me um yeah because that is just i mean that's wild stuff you're the guy so you hear that story all the time of the person that comes in and and there's something going wrong i mean you just yeah. told me the story there's something something going wrong in the factory the guy looks around and then yeah. says right there you gotta you gotta fill that there's a hole right there and then they right. writes the bill down and it's you know 10 grand and they say well what's that for oh well you know it's uh and then he breaks it down because they say 10 grand you just spent one minute and yeah. he said well it's one dollar for the <laughs> one dollar for the advice and then you know 999 for the experience well, you're that guy but yeah, i don't yeah. even want to pay you that because you didn't even have the experience you're just intuitive it's like it's <laughs> cheating. They 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 dub it as cheating. You know, you got these people that go to all the colleges. They get the you know four degrees, five degrees, and half a million dollars in education, and you you know, and uh, somebody just jumps from A to B on them. You know, or a yeah. To what C the heck? How did you do? You think you are an incarnation of Tesla or someone like that, like a reincarnation? Uh, no, I, I don't think of a Tesla. Maybe uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, 
that I don't, I, I really, I, I'm too humble to associate to these giants. I'm just, I'm not that, that big, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, what, one thing I did, did get in my, uh, in my, uh, uh, what do you call it? In my, uh, uh, a confidence, I guess, a little, a little confidence that I was going in the right direction. It was recently, fairly recently, was um, uh, Isaac Newton's papers, um, unpublished papers, were going up for uh, sale at uh, Christie's. I think you know uh, London, the uh, auction house there. Mm. And the papers came; they were in a private collection, and they they're up they're up for uh, bid. So essentially, you can you know go in look at them. And what they did was they they um, they got his, uh, you know, somebody went in there and read them, and they were able to um, get to, uh, you know, a part where what he what he thought of the pyramids, and he was obsessed with the pyramids, saying that it held a gravity theory. So that's oh, Isaac Newton. Right? Uh, so that was like, I'm not Newton, <laughs> right? But that's but, I mean, pretty interesting. Yeah. So he was he was, uh, you know, he he knew that the pyramids held a uh you know a gravity theory and uh, that was the upshot of the you know the papers but uh, yeah yeah so and now they they were purchased and they've gone to a private collector again so that is pretty that validates you pretty well well there you go i mean this you know it's like uh well this guy was you know light years ahead of his time just unbelievable so uh you know if he said something there was a reason for it now again he was, I think, you know, going intuitive here. I think, you know, a lot of these uh, people, we call it intuition. The uh, Tesla said he could tap into the, you know, the uh, the uh, the the uh, universe of knowledge. You know, the uh, you know the galactic plane, what some people call it, the Akashic records, what have you. But I think some people uh, just have that ability. But you got to have a question. You know what I mean? Like if you're not thinking about something and trying to solve a problem, you're not going to get an answer because you're not doing anything right right that's how it works you know it kind of works but it's like <laughs> playing it's for yeah. me it's playing like it's not you know, it just comes to me but the biggest problem is you get an idea like you know like, okay i get the pyramids and the volcanoes and they're working off the moon's gravitational field the biggest problem is reverse engineering that like bring like i can come up and say this this and this and everybody's going to go prove it yeah <laughs> You know, they're not, they're not going to take my word for it and give me the Nobel Peace Prize. Gonna, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. You got to do better than that. And, uh, you know, you're talking about turning turning 100 years of gravitational theory, uh, you know, on its ear in, 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 in my papers that I have, uh, you know, going, going as far back as uh, Pangea. So it's, you know, you just not, you're not going to, you know, you're just not going to, uh, it's not going to happen overnight. You got to get, you, you know, you got you got to get your you know all your ducks in a row, and and that's why I hide a lot of physicists. You know, I get a lot of papers, and uh, you know, I'm re- I've been I've been rejected. Um, you know, try to publish a few times, but you know, it, but that's the process. You know, it's it's just the process that you go through. Now, are you one of these people that when you propose your theories, physicists do actually know what's going on and they're rejecting it because it goes against the mainstream narrative? Exactly. Exactly. Because that's what uh, Stephen and Evan Strong. 
say like the alien people always say oh yeah they know these academics just don't say they know and if you try to propose it and bring evidence they're going to shun you because they don't want people to know this um yeah i mean what what is going on what why this banning of free thought in science uh well it's it's a you know it's everything's built on you know, as far as I'm looking at is, uh, well, not everything, I shouldn't, you know, it's a broad statement, but some, some areas, a lot of things are built on the best knowledge and science of that day. And you, you're going up to a, a physicist, a, a guy that's got 10 years, hundreds of guys that got 10 years at the university level, publishing books, teaching kids year in, year out. And you're going to go up to them and say, hey, everything you've been teaching since you got here is crap. It's all wrong. This is the right way, you know. They're not going to listen to it. Yeah. You know, unless, unless there's a, a significant benefit, and then, and then going, going back to, uh, you know, making things lighter and, and uh, you know, manipulating gravity, you, you, you know, you really got an uphill battle. I mean, you could publish your papers, you can put, you know, I got a couple equations and I, I got the physical evidence, and it's really, you know, it's not that, uh, you know, it's like Einstein says, if you can explain the theory to a two year old, you got a good theory, you know. Um, maybe it was a three-year-old. <laughs> Wait, what is, what is the theory of John Shaughnessy? If I'm going to E equals MC squared for Einstein, yeah. what, are, what are the letters I could put on the board and say, yeah, that's the Shaughnessy equation. That's uh, AMC squared. Um, let me see. Times L divided by DB equals S. Oh my gosh, you actually have one. Wait, you actually oh, have one. I got a few of them. Actually, I, I went in uh, I went in uh, to um, uh, what's his name there? Uh, uh, Isaac Newton and I I, I uh, took a couple of his laws of motions and I squared them and, and made them into um, you know energy and uh, came up with a few. I got different, you know, a lot of words of gravity central gravical force uh you know things of that nature where you know the spinning objects actually are, are uh, manipulating the gravitational field uh, oh my gosh you know so i i've uh, done a few i got a, i got three or four maybe five good equations so they're pretty uh pretty and they've, and they've been tested and i've had mathematicians you know get out of my own pocket hey, hey is this this there this is right does this work is this balanced yep that's balanced but it's only good if you're right. <laughs> right. So, you know, you have to be right. Well, you know, that's, but as far as the equations are concerned, it's balanced, you know, it's a balanced equation, but everything I say has to be, uh, you know, has to be proven um, in some way or, or accepted, not so much proven. It's already proven. I have the physical evidence to back up most of my stuff. Now, wait a minute. Let's talk about some of this physical evidence. What, what's a good example of something that, uh, you have that daily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daily, daily physical evidence. Um, you'll see, uh, you know, a, a moon high tide and the opposite side of the planet, you have a moonless high tide, right? So, that and and essentially that's kind of like okay you got the pyramid on one side and you have a volcano on the other well how does a volcano um produce uh, allow magma to come out of it because you know what you're doing is you're lowering the gravitational field on the opposite side of the planet that's what the moon does the moon you know pulls the high tide on one side of the planet and by doing that it lowers the gravitational field on the other side of the planet and allows that moonless high tide and you can get 
a thousand physicists in a room today, right? Even a hundred, not be a thousand, over exaggerate, but maybe, maybe I might be right, but just say a hundred and none of them can agree on what causes that. That all of them will have a different explanation of why that happens. So that's one physical thing that you see every day. Another physical thing you see every day, well, not every day, but in different seasons, you'll see um, uh, large uh, storms in the ocean, hurricanes, typhoons, and um, you'll see them spin up, you know, from convection heat and, you know, uh, things of that nature. And uh, you'll see them spin up. And these things actually raise the ocean for 100 miles in diameter, hundreds of miles in diameter. They'll raise the level of the ocean two, three feet, uh, 50 feet, 20 feet, whatever. And you're talking a massive, I'm talking about, you know, getting getting close to uh, hundreds of billions of tons of water being being raised, okay? Now, if you take, if you go and go online, you, they get these things all wind maps and you can look at the globe's uh, actual um, uh, storm systems that are on the globe real time. And you go 180 degrees from that, that storm number one, just say hurricane number one, and you go 180 degrees across the uh, you know latitude and 180 degrees longitude, you know directly across, straight across. Yeah. And you'll see another storm. It'll be a storm coming into existence, or it'll be they they developed almost simultaneously, and they they're you know out there in the oceans and they're both they're, they're moving, but these are things you can physically see happen. And what that what what causes that to happen is there's a there's a um, a differential gravitational field 180 degrees away from the large storm that allows that storm to come into existence a lot faster than just the what they tell us is just thermal energy going on. Excuse me. Yeah. So wait a minute. So what is this? So this is proof that gravity is not the way it doesn't work the way we're told it does is that the idea that's what i'm proposing yes yes now now um again to get that 100 physicists in the room they're all going to have a different opinion on gravity you know yeah <laughs> you know and everybody's you know going out you got the uh, quantum physics grand unified theory you got uh, uh special relativity of string theory people coming up with theories all the time it's just you know this is what they do and um, they're all searching and uh, looking for the, uh, you know, that, um, you know, that, that, that magic bullet, I guess, that says, okay, we got it. Boom. There's no, there's no denying it. You know, so we've got a tabletop experiment going on. This is, you know, everybody can see it and uh, this, that, and the other thing. So, and, uh, you know, that all being said, so my, my theories um, are, are, Again, you know, basically against, uh, you know, simple things like Pangea, the massive continent on one side of the planet. Now, in my my world, you know, a massive continent on one side of the planet would not, you know, the planet would rip itself apart. It's just the way they the way they have it set up like that. And the reason, um, you know, the uh, continents look like they were all together at one time is not because they were, it's because the mid-ocean ridges, the mid, excuse me, the mid-ocean ridges in the Atlantic, Pacific, and in the Indian Ocean, actually mimic the uh, the uh, two um, you know continent, continental um, uh, shelves that that are above the water that mm. actually the landmass that are above the water that actually look like they came together. So here's a theory, 
and there's not one mention of the term gravity in it, Pangea. So, and I, and I, you know, I, going full circle, I came up with my own theory on how the uh, original land masses came into existence. The, 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 you can go back to the ancient text. It was a water world first. And, um, uh, you know, the light of God shone on the, on the, on the, uh, the waters of the earth. And then, you know, they made land, but the, basically the, uh, the original, land masses came into existence because of ice hmm. to say north america lines up with now this isn't volcanoes and pyramids this is like uh, continents actually line up with continents uh, the himalayas line up with uh, the uh, the americas right uh, right, australia, right australia aligns with south america uh, and you know uh, antarctica aligns with antarctica i mean it, it, there's a bunch of other ones but just to give you a visual and so you just so you know my theory is like okay you had a massive um, you know ice age you had a large uh, you know sheet or glacier build up in the area of the ocean where uh, North America is, and what that did was it lowered the gravitational field and allowed the land masses to heave above the, the surface of the ocean in, in the Himalayas, and then when you got into the uh, call it an interglacial period the warming period all the ice melted well you had this one land mass over there. That lowered the gravitational field in the America, uh, North America came into existence. So that's the, that's the mechanics. And uh, another thing is wow. you can look throughout the universe uh, and uh, you can see that everything is spherical in nature, right? Like gravity, and this is part of my theory too, is gravity has a self-balancing mechanism in it. Like it wants to be round. It wants to be balanced. You know, you look at the planets, you look at the, uh, the stars, they are all spherical at some point. Once they get to a certain mass, they, they manipulate themselves and they get into a, uh, you know, spherical shape. Um, and, and, you know, there might be exceptions to rule to that rule because the, uh, you know, because of, uh, you know, the, the uh, exceptionally cold uh, areas, but most stuff that comes into existence, it starts from heat. Mm. So, you know, you got warm molten mass, it's going to rotate into a, uh, you know, or, or spin into a um, spherical mass at one point or another. So, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm making any sense. But. No, no, wait, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what the next. So, so what's the connection here? So, so if so, it's spherical, what does that mean then? Well, it's balancing. It's, it's, it's everything in the uh, you know in the gravitational world is gravity has a self-balancing mechanism meaning it lo it'll lower the gravitational field on the opposite side if there's a big lump it's going to lower the gravitational field and allow the mass to fill in on its own and know? what is this challenge what conventional view on gravity does this challenge what say that again what this theory about the spherical nature of things and the heat yeah. Uh, is there is there a mainstream narrative we're being told told about gravity that you're going no 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 wait check uh, this not, out no no there's no real um, you know that's that's the beauty of uh, modern day physics if something can't be explained they ignore it uh, so, have you brought this to people I mean no. have you brought proposed well, this to people and well, had people well, throw back at you what, what, well they do say that gravity does that but it's but it's not as as um they, they don't drill down into it as deep as i do you know so they say oh gravity causes like the sun right this you know molten blob you know it's massive uh nuclear fission going on it's a giant uh you know uh, gas monster and 
the, the gravity comes in from all all you know the whole outer area of the uh, sun and pushes it all in and uh, you know so that that in and of itself is uh, one one explanation which is you know right but when it comes to uh, smaller you know planets and things of that nature that have you know mountains and you know oceans and you have what I what I call is, is live gravity and the static gravity uh, on the planet and um, explain that well um, you take you take a, a mass the size of the earth and put it out in the middle of the universe completely void of any gravitational field right it's good it's, it's just going to have like a static gravitational field on it there's not going to be any you know changes going on with it now you take the earth like right now and you have all these external gravitational forces exerting on the planet the the, um, the sun for one keeps us in this uh, orbit that we're in we move one degree every day and uh 365 degrees a year and uh, 360 well 360 degrees that's a little bit more like well it, it's nil but uh, <laughs> isn't so, that so. isn't that one of the contradictions there is a theory about that right that the time is a little bit off because it's yeah, yeah, there's something but, weird going on there. Yeah, it's like that. one degree, one point oh 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 one, you know, or something like that. You know, that it uh, makes us you get the add you get that extra day, that extra five days out of the uh, one trip around the, the sun. But anyway, so you have that, and then the biggest tour de France, a tour de force, rather, excuse me, is the um is the moon. The moon's the largest uh, you know, live gravity. Um, effect on the planet earth so it's it's it creates the high tides it uh, you know it, 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 it uh, you know messes with the weather it has an effect on the weather has effect on the uh, magma currents which nobody but you and me know about right now and um what <laughs> what do you mean nobody except us knows about right now what are, what are those well, it's like they, they, you know, this is what the pyramids do. The basic function of a pyramid, large pyramids, is to manipulate the magma currents in the in the earth, and also lock in magnetic north to true north. And now, other. when you say that, I know that's 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 your theory. Yeah, yeah. But but you say it very confidently, as if it is the truth. How do you know it is? How do you know that's true? It's what you're the, saying? It's the the again the physical evidence. You know, like you know the uh, that. Uh, it's it's just the physical evidence you see a pyramid on one side you'll find a volcano on the other side it's just it's just as plain as the nose on your face you just can't deny it right it's so fascinating i mean it's evidence physical observable repeatable evidence and it's just it's just that simple but so you have uh you know physicists uh, you have uh, uh the barry center which uh, you know is a, a dr barry he was a uh guy that came up with the, the gravitational field on a planet the center of it like go back to that static planet that i put in the middle of the universe all by itself void of any gravitational effects it's just static right but if you put um, a moon around that and put it in orbit around it what it does is it'll it stretches the gravitational field the center of the gravitational field it actually moves it off the planet towards that moon and that's what's going on you know, on a daily, uh, daily basis when we uh, spin through the gravitational field. Tell the, me uh, this, John, if we were to remove all the pyramids right now on this planet, what would happen? Bad idea. 
<laughs> I really want to know what are we going to start floating? Are 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 is every um, volcano going to erupt? What is uh well, what's your theory what, on this? It, the the theory is is and this this is you can you can uh, you know <laughs> it's close to your heart, right? <laughs> All right. The reason the reason we don't have super calderas launching right now, Yellowstone. There's one down in South America. There's a, you know, uh, uh, actually the Bermuda Island is in a, two extinct calderas that make up the island there. Um, is because uh, the, uh, you know, the pyramids on the Giza Plateau and the other pyramids, uh, you know, they've, they've fallen into uh, ruin because of age. They're in Saqqara, Abyssur. But anyway, long story short, the, the, uh, the main relief valve, the main magma relief valve on the planet is the Hawaiian hotspot. Now, if you take the pyramids away and the Giza Plateau, and that's that seals up like normal. That's a that's a uh, continuous uh, continually erupting volcano. Now, if you take that away, you take the uh, you know the pyramids away, and that uh, you know that lowers the gravitational field and allows the magma to come up out of that uh, Hawaiian hotspot, and it seals up like a normal volcano usually does. It blasts off and then it seals itself up. Um, the next time you have external forces, like in 2018, we had all the planets align on one side of the sun. And what that did was it, it, it in the Earth on the inner side of the inner, inner planets, inner side of the, uh, the asteroid belt there, it, it, it basically came in between the tugs of Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, you know, the bigger planets there. And uh, you had a, a larger gravitational tug going on the Earth. Now, in 2018, you had a 3,000% increase in volcanic activity across the board. I don't know if you remember that, but it, it, the Hawaiian hotspot was pouring out billions of tons of magma for days and days and days until we got out of this alignment and the uh, planets, you know, basically settled out again and, and got on the other side of the uh, sun. So anyways, uh, so if you went, went ahead, like there, there was a couple of, uh, you know, God's beautiful children out there in Egypt. They wanted to blow up the pyramids to get rid of it. And they, they did have some chuckleheads to try to do that back in um, 1100, I think. Huh. Um, there was a salif, am I saying that right? Salif, a caliph, I think it's caliph. Um, he was, he was uh, you know, hell bent on getting rid of the pyramids and they started taking apart, um, uh, what do you call it there, uh, Menker. And you can still see the scar in Menker, which is the small, smallest pyramid. And they started working on it, working on it. And uh, somebody came up that, you know, was pretty good with an abacus. And he, he went up to the caliph and he said, hey, look, it's going to take us like a thousand years at the rate we're going to get, you know, take this pyramid apart. <laughs> wow. So anyways, but anyway, long story short, you, if you get rid of the, uh, you know, go full circle, you get, you get rid of the pyramids, the Hawaiian hotspot's going to uh, close up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to have these external forces, the moon and the other planets come into effect. And there's not going to be any place for this extra magma to come, you know, to blow out and relieve the pressure, the mantle pressure. It's going to come out of Yellowstone. It's going to come in the form of giant tectonic plate slips. It's going to come. in. The Holy form of is this all supported in physics? I mean, even beyond your theories, is there yeah. anything that so, th so this is mainstream Science. Yeah, that'd be what I'm talking about. Yeah, this this is you know, but yeah, but 
Um, yeah, this is only my theory. This is my theory. Like, you know, none, you know, but again, I have physical, repeatable, observable evidence. You cannot deny the alignments. They're there. There's no I, it, okay. So you're saying, yeah. wait a sec. So I do want to get this straight. So if I were to go to someone that studies, uh, volcanoes at, at Harvard University, as an example, and I were to say, hey, look, uh, what or or even the pyramids, if I were to say, hey, look, if you were to get yeah. rid of the pyramids on this planet right now, would they something say something completely different than you? Or are they not thinking at this level? They're not at my level. No, they're going to they're going to think of what you can't ask those questions. You know, you ever get that from your teacher? You get, you're not supposed to ask those questions. <laughs> 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 oh yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to think like that you know so anyways um yeah i mean they 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 have like four theories there's four theories and you go wikipedia and you know wikipedia's got them i haven't made it to wikipedia yet i gotta i gotta find my uh public I, I you need to my yeah, gosh yeah. these yeah, ideas yeah. are great but uh well you know time time uh you know when the time's right though hopefully it'll happen but uh well, what I'm doing is I'm celebrating my posthumous, uh, uh, you know, fame right now. I don't think it's going to happen for three or four hundred years. So I'm celebrating my. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just kidding, but, yeah, but you know, I love it. Four theories out there, and they're absolutely. And, I, and I'm not putting these guys down. They did it the, you know, whatever they had at the, that time, and you know whatever. But they're just not. They just not on you've got to it's almost like you've got to believe in you've got to just believe this happens you know what i mean it's like that that and in my world it's like you, you know i have physical observable repeatable evidence so you don't have to believe anything you just see it it's not you know you know it's it's physics it's the way things operate on the, at the planetary level so is there weird stuff have you ever been to the pyramids and tested out what the gravity levels are like there uh what would happen if you were to do some strange well, experiments yeah i would love to do some experiments and uh, i've been i just get, got back there uh, last year not not even uh, 13 months ago yeah 12 i was in the egypt for two weeks and i went to the uh, pyramids and uh, you know saw a lot of them in saqqara abyssur and uh, did like 20 temples in uh, two weeks and it's just you know it was great but yeah, the experiments that that I I want to do is um, just to prove that the uh, the gravitational that these things are gravitational lenses. Essentially, pyramids are lenses, just like a glass lens uh, lenses the uh, uh, photons from the sun. You know, you, you get into a tight focal point, get heat, set things on fire. You know, um, things of that nature. That's what pyramids are. Wow. Pyramids, uh, pyramids are graviton uh lenses they they bring gravitons into a tight focal point and what i what i want to do is to prove this is that um do the uh get the water tables there's pyramids that still have like some water tables under them and for the most part what i would do is do a uh you know test the ground get get a reading on the ground levels uh, you know under the pyramid the water levels under the pyramids and then wait for the moon to come overhead you know and then you know check the tidal charts in that area and so i follow the tidal charts and see if the, the uh, water levels actually rise underground with the moon and then do it away from the pyramids you know what i mean like go you know 500 miles someplace that there's no no um, no pyramids and then 
check the water tables and see what the difference is between uh, water tables under a pyramid and water tables with no pyramids when the moon rotates uh, over it. You follow what I mean? So yeah. Be, uh, so in essence, the um, you'll, your your uh, aquifers underground have tides. They rise and you know they raise and lower. You know based on the uh, the uh, the actual uh, location of the moon. So I mean that that'd be one of my one of my uh, uh, you know things that I wanted to do and also. You know, do a ball drop test. I got gravity equipment here. I've done ball drop tests in, in um, a tunnel out here. And, uh, you know, from what I could, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, a real good uh, scientific experiment. Uh, it, you blow holes in it, but uh, it did, it did come out different. Like I went into this tunnel half a mile underneath the apex of it and uh, did the ball drop. And then when I went back outside, I got the time, you know, that took between for the ball to drop between point A and point B. These are, you know, microprocessors, timers, and they click on and off when they see the ball. And, um, you know, X amount of uh, milliseconds. And then, uh, you know, it did it on the outside. So it, it actually dropped lower inside. The, it was slower inside the tunnel and faster outside the tunnel. So there's a differential. Oh, that is weird stuff. That so, is very weird. So I think uh, doing that in the um, inside the pyramid would be good. Also, you know, I would do uh, I just do uh, it, it's you got to have a differential. You bring all your equipment into the pyramid. It's it's you have to have a differential. It has to be you have to have instrumentation on the outside and instrumentation on the inside somewhat linked, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, by a wire or by, you know, or, or physical location and doing them like that. But they have had guys go in and do the um, uh, uh, gravitational uh, experiments inside the pyramid, but none of it was in relationship with the moon. Again, live gravity, like, that's that's the 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 whole concept behind what I'm talking about is you you, you have to do this with the moon. So if you do a gravitational ball drop in, in the pyramid, just say the king's chamber, and then you wait for the alignment of the moon and do the same experiment, you're going to have a different a different number, right? Uh, why? <laughs> what? Because because the moon the moon condenses the gravitational field. Of, you know the pyramids condense the gravitational field of the moon on it so uh if so in, in essence if uh, just say the moon's like a, a right angle to where the pyramids are okay yeah and um you do your gravity you do a ball a gravitational reading there in the king's chamber and then you do one while it's uh you know coming up um you know over the horizon you know and then rising up over the pyramid you're going to have different times it's going to be a different speed that that ball's dropping as this thing is moving along now i've done these tests with uh, thousand pound weights and there's a differential there's a very there's a very small window maybe half an hour 20 minutes where you have a have a uh, have a change in weights well you got to do it with large weights because there's small weights you say kind of to uh Hard to do anything, but right when the moon just becomes not even visible, but it, well, right at the right at the point where it starts to become visible, or right at that threshold, you'll see a differential in weights. They, they, they'll actually get lower. They're, they're, but once the moon comes right overhead, the the weight actually settles back out to what it was before. 
you know, it's almost, it's like it, it hits some kind of an equilibrium. The gravitational field is, you're in the, uh, you're in the, uh, uh, you know, saturated by it now. So there's no differential in the uh, weight because the scale that's weighing it is also in the gravitational field. I don't know if I can't explain too much more than that, but I have. This is this. just fascinating. <laughs> but I have witnessed this, you know, and, and uh, it's it's I've seen it, you know, numerous times. It's it's right. And nobody's there. talking about this. No one in the mainstream media is talking about no, these no, properties at all. No, no, it's all they think I'm crazy. You know, you can't do that. You know, you have to have a. You know, you have to have tenure at a college and you got to have a hundred, uh, you know, scientists at the university level doing everything that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, what about, and then where does Heisenberg fit into the Heisenberg principle? I mean, if the moon is yeah. messing stuff up, I imagine that perception of something could right. also throw off what's happening. I mean, does, does consciousness affect this at all? Well, I, I know that it's because I'm doing all the experiments and things of my nature, I'm screwing up the whole thing because you can't, you can't, uh, you know, I mean, you can publish the experiment and the observation, but it's like you have to remove yourself and have somebody else do it, you know, but uh, yeah. I yeah guess do you, why not do that? I mean, could you get yeah. enough? Is that what you're trying to hire these physicists, nemesis for <laughs> to prove you right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And and I, I tell them the numbers that I'm getting it like, oh, no, that's impossible. Oh, no, no, no. I said, well, you're saying no, no, no. Has anybody done any experiments like this with the cycle of the moon? Well, no, not that I can, you know, there's no papers. There's no books. I can't, you know, see any. Okay, then. So you can't say no, you know, you can, you can right. You don't believe it, but it's impossible. But it's there it is, you know? Yeah. So, okay, so to go back to this pyramid theory uh, uh, about uh, being in control of gravity and why they're there, yeah. do, what do you um, – had a couple of theories on the show, everything from, uh, well, it was clearly space aliens, it was clearly us before we became uh, – but, but by the, the higher intelligent – yeah. versions of us yeah. um i've had someone on the show say it was 3d printers pyramids came from giant alien uh, 3d 3d printers what yeah. is your best guess so far about that's how exactly. these came into be that's brilliant really i never heard of the 3d printer thing that's brilliant yeah that's from rob yox <laughs> who's also going to be uh mc at this event yeah, uh yeah. yeah he had an interesting interesting perspective yeah. about that well, i mean there is there is you know uh, evidence you know little little spots of evidence here and there that uh, you know things were quarried um you know they quarried the pyramids they you know they quarried the stone that you know that there's obvious I've done a video on, uh, you know, they look like they will use water jets. You can see water jet marks like right around the pyramids where they, you know, cut out the limestone. Um, you see like uh, limestone cuts to this day, the big blocks, you know, that, that are, you know, three feet or four feet by four feet that go on for, you know, 100 yards, just straight laser beam things. And there's no evidence that modern day quarrying was being done out there. But who knows? You know, I don't. You know, that's another thing. You get there's so many, so many, so many things have been screwed with, and it's really, it's really difficult to really uh, nail that down. But that all being said, um, 
Yeah, so it could have been, you know, obviously, I think the technological level that the pyramid builders were at were beyond what we're at today. So they had the machines, they had the hydraulics, they had the internal combustion engines, they manipulated gravity, even, you know, I, I believe that, uh, you know, had the, had the ability to manipulate gravity and move things around a lot easier than we do today. That's, um, you know, that's my, I, I believe that 100%, but, um, you know, the, uh, the external casing, which only GP2 has still uh, remnants of is, um, of the technology had uh, this guy, uh, I think he's a French uh, material scientist, uh, Dave or Joe Davidovitz, Davidovitz or uh, Dave, I, think, I forget his name. He's got a lot of books, so he's on YouTube. Mm. Brilliant material scientist. He went out there and he 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 got a uh, you know took samples of this uh, external casing and some other uh, things and they did a uh, complete spectral analysis of it and uh, it's it's not even is there's nothing man-made about it. It's not natural stone. It's a polymer, right? Mm. And, and he could not. He still to this day they cannot identify everything that's in the mix you know, broken down, the spectral analysis couldn't identify it. So it's not natural stone. So this, uh, this nonsense that they cut those uh, external casing and, uh, you know, seven or eight different, you know, just one piece of external casing, you have to cut like seven different uh, edges on it and slide it in because the block stones are uneven. They're just sitting there and you put the smooth casing over it. So those were obviously poured. Yeah. The they built, the reason they built, the uh, pyramid with uh, you know eight sides you know the, i think you see it on gt gp2 also but um gp1 you can obviously see it in a certain sunlight they build it with eight sides because if you're just think if you're pouring the external face on it right the last thing you want is like a big section of stone sticking out in the middle between two edges yeah you got know, this big bump so to make things simple for the guys coming behind and pouring, putting up forms and pouring this stuff, right? You want to have like an eight-side, you know, inverted, you know, pyramid. So when you do the pour, it's going to be, you know, you know laser beam perfect from one edge to the other. You follow what I mean? I don't know if I'm explaining. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this is, well, um, I mean, you're presenting some anomalies about the way these things were built. Were, were built. So, I mean, you know, I, I went into the King's Chamber. It was just absolutely fantastic. It's just beyond everything. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with stone. I've, you know, cut cut granite and, 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 and uh, used diamond tools to put round edges on it and, you know, put sinks in and things like that. So... I'm uh, I'm familiar with you know what what you're dealing with and you know these this this massive granite uh, you know uh, chamber the king's chamber is just just beyond everything. But they were doing it, you know. They I went down, I flew I flew an in country plane down to uh, Aswan Quarry and I you know the, the the stones there. I mean it you know, and it's not it's not like uh, rocket science. Like it's a giant hill on the side of the on on the side of the uh, the Nile, right? You know, the mm. Nile River, which I, was, I, I actually uh, uh, was in, and uh, uh, I, I actually had my feet in it. I was hanging, I was going down a, with a boat ride, and I had my feet dangling in the water. But anyway, long story short, the um, going full circle here with the stone at the uh, Aswan Quarry, they, they, I mean, it's hundreds of feet above the uh, Nile. Like, if you cut the stone, 
it's not going to be, it's not rocket science. You can just use gravity, you know, whatever, just to, just to slide it back down to the Nile and get it on a barge and right get back down to the uh, pyramids where you're doing your building. So it's not, you know, it's, I mean, you know, equipment today, you could do it. Um, Why has nobody attempted it? Couldn't someone say, Hey, look, I think humans did this. Forget these ancient alien theorists. Yeah. I'm going to get a bunch of construction people and build an actual pyramid to show you there's yeah. nothing special here. Well, Has anybody wanted to? I feel like Elon Musk would. Well, I think I think the Japanese tried. They did it, but it's they did it. I mean, but but it's the time. It's the the effort, you know. And it, what the thing was is everybody, you know, to answer your question that I've I've understood is everybody doing it. They're all, you know, putting loincloth on and walking around with bare feet trying to do it. You know what I mean? It's like they're dumbing up the previous ancestors, saying that oh, they couldn't have a, they couldn't have a, a, you know, a John Deere or a Cat Diesel because it didn't exist. Well, they, yeah, I think they did. They, they had this stuff and it's gone. So that's one of my things that I'm going to talk about where the tools are in the upcoming conference. But anyways, um, long story short, that's the problem is because everybody's always dumbing these people down. Not not dumbing them down, but they're all they're all trying to do it by hand, you know, with the uh, yeah. chisel and the ball and hammer. I mean, you, you get out to the Aswan Quarry where they have the uh, the unfinished obelisk. There's a thousand a thousand tons. I mean, the biggest obelisk I think in Giza is like two to three hundred tons, and this thing dwarfs that by four times almost. And um, anyway, long story short, they're uh, you know that you could see that they they were using like water or they were definitely I think it was just using water you know high pressure water just to cut these things out I mean the evidence is on the Giza plateau you can see that clear as day I put a video out on that also what do you think about the Sphinx Sphinx amazing you know it's um <laughs> does it have any <laughs> special role in all of this. <laughs> It's <laughs> just amazing. I like that you still have wonder, John, and all of this. You still have that sense of wonder. That's what I live for. It's just amazing. It's like, you know, how many facelifts has it had in the last hundred million years? You know, that's what I want to know. What was it? What, what, was, what was the beginning? You know. But anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge sculpture. I mean, the the uh, you know, it, you know, it looks at the uh, you know the, the rising sun in the uh, summer solstice. The you know the, the, uh, the sun rises up in the uh, that that particular um, uh, what do you call it? Their uh, zodiac symbol, zodiac constellation. Uh, just been that it's perfect. It's perfect alignment with it. So it's uh, it's it's an amazing feat of engineering. <clears throat> I guess um, the theory was that 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 particular uh, was a, was a natural outcrop of rock. You know that that stuck up higher, and uh, and they, uh, you know, hey, you, get, you got all this equipment. Why stop at the pyramids? Let's put a let's put a sphinx here, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it is it is it doing uh, anything gravitationally? You think? I don't think so. No, I think it's more of uh, instrumentation. You know, just like the unfinished obelisk, I put in my one of my videos that it was it pointed at the. Um, the, uh, the the rising sun when they did the excavating when they did the uh, when they built the pyramids of whoever built that particular unfinished obelisk it was it, it's four degrees um, lower in the uh, latitudes and the rising sun is today like right now it's at uh, 23 and a half that obelisk that they built actually points at 19 and a half now if you go around the world to uh, Peru I think it's in Peru uh, the uh, the, the 
I think there's the the help. It's not the House of the Rising Sun, but there's a uh, there's a Rising Sun uh, doorway. I think it's a doorway of the Rising Sun. That also is four degrees off. And then I went to uh, Stonehenge, and there was an alignment that was four degrees off on uh, Stonehenge also. So mm. basically, these are timestamps. And these are these are um, you know timestamps. They're um, instrumentation to document where they were, uh, where the sun was when these were being built. So, so in essence, I mean, you, you know, we're in the interglacial period. If you did have a tilt going back to 19 and a half degrees, less light in the uh, uh, higher latitudes in the Northern hemisphere, less light in the lower latitudes in the Southern hemisphere, you're going to be in ice building mode. You know, the light, the, the sunlight doesn't get up there. You're going to stop building ice. And that's your, uh, into, that's your ice age tilt. But um, that all being said, those particular locations are, are um, seasonal. They're, they're, you know, they might have winter, spring, summer, and fall in Egypt. And you know, there's evidence that there's tons of evidence that um, that was the case. It was a four-season climate in Egypt. You know, trees, lush forests, the whole Sahara was, uh, you know, like the Amazon at one time. So <clears throat> I think the uh, the Nile actually uh, drained out into the Atlantic Ocean. I think they they saw that from satellite, but that's kind of going off topic here. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I just see someone's got to research all this stuff. I mean, you've made so many claims here. Uh, is yeah, there right. is there something that holds this all together? Is gravity is? I mean, they always said you know once they brought in gravity, that was the that was the element that was missing in the grand theory of everything. Everyone's looking for that in physics. This yes, this yes, grand yes. theory. Um, yeah, is yeah. gravity if gravity can't hold us all together uh yeah. anymore what can mm. and i and i don't mean that yeah no pun intended what yeah. is it that is the through line in physics if gravity isn't even sacred uh yeah i think that's you know that's the uh you know the sixty-four thousand dollar question there i guess you know it's like um you know what is it What's it all going to lead to? What, what, where's it all going? But is that what you're looking for? Do you want to find that? Uh, I think I already have. To be honest with you. What? <laughs> oh my gosh! Another bomb. This guy not only has figured it, landed accidentally on the pyramid theory, but you figured out the grand unifying theory of everything. <laughs> no pun intended. It's all relative, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> all I'm right, just, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> I no, I believe you. If there is any person I've talked to on the show in my entire life that I believe would have the gut, um, <laughs> brain unified theory, it would be you, John Shaughnessy. I mean, oh, <laughs> are you close? Do you think you will get there one day? Oh, it's a grand unified theory. Yeah, uh, uh, quantum mechanics. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. it's I think I think that we you have to take this into consideration. You know, you have to allow the the physical evidence to come in and let it go where it's going to go. You know, so that's it. I mean, I think I think if you if you get it, if you go down my timeline or, or my science, if you look at my science and get on that get on that line, you'll see that everything is um, it's, it's almost like twin universes. Like if, and they when we figure it out, we're gonna have. There's going to be, you know, the yin and the yang, you know, you got two universes, like the moon and the earth, you know, it's kind of, you always have two, there's always two things pulling and tugging on each other hmm. that powers it all. 
So yeah, yeah. But um, who knows? We might be in a twin universe having the same conversation. You know? <laughs> Do you believe that too? Have you? Have you? I mean, you did have a time slip. I I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't have had an alternative timeline instead of well, at some point in your yeah. life. Why Parallel not? Words. You know? Parallel yeah. world. Well, I think I think I think I think the evidence supports it. I mean, it, it's like the the. Um, you know, it's not the uh, Big Bang. It's the Big Spin. I've been saying that for decades. Oh, go into that more. Yeah, I mean, it's the. Uh, I don't. I think it's the Big Spin. It you know, cent central central gravitational force that the you know one of my forces that I came up with, and um, you know, it just it just uh, goes out, and then it, it'll it'll like slow down, slow down, and it'll gravity will pull it all back together again, and once it all comes back down to a um, a single mass. It'll it'll spin up, heat up again, and and it'll go back out. You know, it'll just uh, disintegrate and go back out again. Um, it might it might uh, create create a new universe. You know, you know so it's like um, you know, it's like the, uh, the the you know the sink where you well, the water is going around the whirlpool and it just goes roundy, 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 and ends up down. But you know, instead of going out of sight, it's just going into another another void. So I mean, there's there's great uh, theorists out there. So there's multiple universes, and um, it's a you know a black hole, the center of the galaxy. I mean, or our black hole is that is that feeding another another universe? All the mass that gets sucked into it is it spinning out and getting shot out into another universe. Um, have uh, have you? Uh... I mean, have you had contact, do you think, with, I, I suppose those paranormal incidents were instances yeah. of you confronting that? Let's say that again. The uh, the paranormal instances you've had yeah. might be yeah. you uh, slipping in yeah. and out of that. What about uh, the yes. energies? Yes. What about the energies in the pyramid? There was a big movement in the 70s, pyramid power. People have talked yeah. about uh yeah. going into these pyramids and experiencing yeah. profound healing and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. how does that fit in with this theory of gravity? Well, if at it's, all? Um, yeah, I, I kind of uh, you know, I follow I I did a lot of research and read up. Nope, you still there? You broke up a little bit. Protons, uh, protons, if something, if you put water in the pyramid, it, it removes the uh, positive protons or something. I'm screwing this up, but, uh, you know, so, so it removes that. And that in and of itself is responsible for inflammation in the human body. So if you can remove the, that, that particular element of physics from water, and that's what they were doing. I, I, the uh, Russians were, uh, you know, have done a lot of work with that. There's a lot of uh, communities, the pyramid communities, and and they uh, they use this stuff on a daily basis. So, um, you know, all the water and everything, and uh, they claim it's, you know, it's it cures people of all sorts of ailments and things of that nature. So, it's entirely possible. You know, I mean, going in there and, uh, you know, um, it's I, I for me, it's all it's all dependent on the uh, it going in a pyramid you know it's and and uh i know they don't make the uh pyramids these are all just like um you know hollow pyramids they don't have the mass like uh gp one two and three you know millions of tons so i don't think it's really um a, a gravity gravity 
condensing uh, apparatus that they're building, but there might be some kind of geometry being set up where they're actually manipulating, say, the uh, magnetic field in that particular place. So you're kind of going off of gravity and into magnetic field um, uh, sciences and things of that nature. You know, I do want to ask you about that. Uh, and look, I mean, you've given me a pretty broad overview of your work so far. You have this book people can check out, Pyramid Gravity Force, how the earth's pyramids work. Uh, you can get that book. Uh, we can, we can put a link to that in the show notes. Um, yeah. And I, and I know this weekend at forgery unmasked, you're going to be talking about the moon and stuff like that. But I, I do want to touch on magnetic energy for a second, because John, especially in television, there's something on pop culture about the notion. And even with Tesla, there's a mysticism yeah. around the word magnetic. People use it to be able to do all sorts of, oh, yeah, of course, it's a, well, it's an electromagnetic field that can take you into another dimension. And no one really speaks about why. Why is, why is it almost as yeah. useless as saying, uh, you know, oh, this is a, this is a dreamscape. And when you step or you, yeah, you step into this or I don't know, fairy dust. I feel that magic magnetic field energy is sometimes yeah. thrown around in the same way people use quantum physics as this right. multi, this catch all word for something that has mystical yeah. properties that people don't understand, but you used it just now. And yeah. I believe magnetism is a force in this earth that has oh, done yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, what can you explain what the power actually is and take away any uh, of the yeah. myths that Hollywood has given us about yeah. magnetism? Oh, I don't know if I could go. It's kind of going off out of my, my, uh, my, my, well, I, I'm aware of it and I, I've done a lot of research on it. I'll, I'll give you what I got, but, uh, yeah, just I mean, a little bit. Uh, you know, was, uh, the electric universe was a, a great uh, movement right about 10 years ago, maybe 10, maybe even longer. But um, some brilliant, brilliant minds there got together and they said, you know, they, they, they were um, objecting to the term gravity. They said it's, it, gravity doesn't exist. It's, it's magnetism. You know, it's, it's just hmm. magnetism in a different form that's creating things. And um you know, creating a uh, you know the uh, the motions of the stars. It it powers the sun. The uh, sun's electric. Um, they did a great job. What was really great, uh, what I really liked about it, is they they were they were uh, kicking the crap out of Main Street with it. You know, <laughs> uh, I do love that. Anything to kick the crap out of the mainstream narrative, I do. Yeah, yeah. So it was so like you know, uh, you know, I'm pouring gas on the fire all I can with it. You know, but but at some point it kind of it kind of uh, you know, derails my theory altogether with gravity. So, and uh, I mean, they don't, they didn't have it all figured out. They, I mean, they did, they did pose. It, was, it wasn't a, like a flat earth thing that took off. It was, they actually had a, you know, some good information and things of that nature. But um, well, they, what about Tesla? You mentioned him. Yeah. Tesla is, uh, well, Tesla definitely has a big influence, certainly in the, like I said at the yeah. beginning, he's yeah. praised as this free energy guru gone too yeah. soon. They took away his papers. He was yeah. her heretical. Uh, he was into right. magnetism. Is, are any of his ideas oh, yeah. worth really studying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's like uh, they asked Albert Einstein, what does it feel like being the smartest guy on the planet? He said, well, we better ask Tesla, you know, so. 
<laughs> Baron, did he actually say that? Yeah, he said that to go past Tesla, you know. Um, but yeah, he was a uh, you know, a, you know, but he was definitely you know, the some of the stuff he did. I mean, he he was like uh, you know the earthquake machine, sound resonance. He was into uh, magnetism, you know, uh, you know everything and anything that had anything to do with that. Did, did he figure out free energy? Electrons. Is that a myth? Did he figure out free energy? Oh yeah, I just told you in the beginning of the show the free energy. Uh, I think I, well, I didn't really, I didn't tell you. I, I touched on it with the the tree lighting up in the middle of the forest for me, you know, and the uh, Wycliffe Tower. Yeah, he he, he was he was um, extracting power from the uh, atmosphere. So the at like a, the atmosphere is is charged. You say it's hundred volts, and, and ground is ground. So all you need is a differential. Right. So, so that so if you built the tower today, you would pick up the differential between the ground and the atmosphere and you channel that power off as uh, static power and break it down. You can you know, break it down to DC power, go through uh, inverters, converters and make it into uh, AC power. So that's that's what I've learned. Um, again, I don't think anybody else is talking about this besides you and me. <laughs> so wait a minute so did you just in three sentences explain how we could have free energy for the yes. entire planet yes. wait a minute i have a chopper flying over my head right now <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say oh my gosh this might be the most controversial podcast you just took away well like like um like that that tree i found that was on fire right that, that is the, probably the strongest ground on the mountain okay so what you you've got to do is find the strongest ground and the utility power uh, companies will pay you enormous amounts of money if you find a stronger ground than they have because it makes the meters go faster you know but anyways um that's kind of going off topic but uh, uh, long story short <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but, you know but but uh yeah i mean it's a differential it's like um back in uh, back when telegraph just started coming out we got these guys are brilliant. I mean, they would they would bang copper copper uh, rods into the ground where they knew where the tectonic plates were, right? You know, like say the San Andreas Fault, you know, one side of the east side and the west side. So they would bang, uh, you know, copper copper rods into the ground, and then they'd go on the east side, bang copper rods into the ground, and then they would wire them up and bring the two together, and there was enough power. To power the telegraph wires, you know, to the telegraph equipment on, uh, that ran down the uh, side of the uh, the railroad trains, the railroads rather. So, so like uh, you could go out and uh, this is my own stuff. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm at the age where I don't even care anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> so if you had a tech that like over in uh, over in Egypt and uh, that part of the world, uh, there's a lot of tectonic plate boundaries. Like you could just nail like 200 miles of uh, copper rods, you know, every 20 feet, you know, one side of the tectonic plate and do the other side of the tectonic plate, you probably have enough to power a city if you wired it up, you know, you wired it up, but it's a differential. It's like, so you have, just say you have 10 volts on the west side and you might have 30 volts on the east side. As long as there's a differential in the voltage, that's power. You can, you know, extract the power. What so, about your inventions? You, you 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 told me you were an inventor. Uh, what yeah. are you? What do you have in your lab, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, is it, I mean, this type of stuff that I'm talking about right now, you know. I mean, do you actually like, have a device? Do you have any 
technology. No, no not the no. The, a lot of it's just on on paper. You know, I, like I do the. So, so it's yeah, it's more broader yeah. scope. Here's how you yeah, could power I mean, an entire city, nation. Yeah, I, I got a patent uh, right now. I'm, I'm arguing with the patent. I'm not arguing, debating, or you know, with the uh, patent examiner trying to push for some claims on a particular patent. I can't talk about that right now, but I do got a patent on a uh, a, a simple device that was into water conservation, the, the bathtub float alarm type of wow. thing that ran on the water going into the tub. And when the water got full, it would make it a clicking sound. Yeah. It, was, it had a little yellow duck on it and everything. I actually got a, I think I had like two or three claims on it. It was crazy, you know? what in the world you are you're you're kind of a madman i love it (laughs) yeah well you know i'm always you know i do stuff when i get motivated i do stuff you know i get get going um sometimes it's like uh you know we what's it worth you know what i mean like you know it's uh it's a uh, it's time consuming like what what's the you know what what is the uh long-term benefits of it you know yeah you get a patent but it's going to lead lead to anything like, um, you know, uh, Tesla with his electric planes, like there's like two or three ways or four ways to recharge batteries in a plane that's driving or flying an electric plane. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about that type of technology. So, uh, you know, things of that nature. But again, it has to be, you know, with my concepts, I got to do the experiments. It takes money. It takes personnel and things of that nature to uh, check it out or even or just or just kick it around with a bunch of intelligent people and say, well, yeah, it's it. that might work, you know, that type of stuff. So wait a minute. So you were talking about that <laughs> people have not been able to reverse engineer some of the devices that they have uh, right. Right. <laughs> in the military. Right. You, you, that yeah. that was a big teaser. I mean, what are we? What kind of stuff are we talking about here? Have you? Uh, is it stuff from other planets that they have? It's just it's just um, you, you see now, Planet of the Apes, right? With uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the uh, Heston? Right? Yeah, yeah, Charlton Heston, right? The first one they're up there. They they're up in a a, a, a um, uh, what were they in there? Some kind of a capsule. And they came back down. They were they were in a, some kind of a uh, suspended state of animation where they didn't age, and then they finally crashed down. Yeah, they, they were on some planet, but they they weren't going anywhere. They were just going around the Earth, and they come back down. And you know the big the big uh, smoking gun was the Statue of Liberty sticking out of the ground. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, read the old text, read the, you know, the Anunnaki, they all got an argument, the Sumerian texts, uh, you know, uh, things of that nature. I mean, you know, there's a big argument going on. And I think, I think at that level, I think we were on, we, you know, Mars was colonized. Uh, Mars had a real moon, any, any planet that, that will support life, life, um, life support for any kind of you know, species that we're familiar with on, on earth, it needs a moon to, you know, for a magnetic field. And um, I think, you know, it's, you know, another one of my theories that the, it's the moon that creates the magnetic field, not the, uh, the uh, sun's uh, corona mass ejections or, or anything like that. I think it's actually the moon that, uh, you know, it, it acts like a, uh, a magnetic field generator for the planet. 
Yeah, um, you're going to be doing a talk on that this weekend. Yeah. Uh, the, there is something about the moon is your other book. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you you have this belief that the moon holds important information that has been lost, forgotten, ignored, yeah, or yeah. hidden, needs yeah. to be retrieved. Uh, right. Can you give me a little teaser on that in terms of what where where's the moon knowledge at is it in books i the bible doesn't mention the moon does it they got the moon on the pay no never mind list you know (laughs) (laughs) back in the the day it was just uh, demonized the moon's been demonized by the church for you know don't look at it you'll go crazy pull the blinds down don't look you know um that type of thing but uh yeah i mean i, I put a book together with my co-author uh, wendy salter she lives in uh, england and uh we got together and uh, we, we put this thing out and um it, what what you know little background is like you know i got into the pyramids and i ended up on the moon you know <laughs> interesting <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Is this a moon that we've been on before? Where are you at with that? Did Neil Armstrong actually go to the moon? I, 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 I try to stay out of that conversation. Oh, so you don't believe it? Wait a minute. <laughs> well, 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 it's like, okay, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. All right. We can survive on this planet, right? Because we have a moon and we have a magnetic field that, that shields us from the uh, intense radioactive radio radioactive uh you know mass ejections that we get from the sun every minute of every day right right the mag the uh, radiation that that just uh, spews off of that uh, star that we, you know we call our sun all right now you have the moon that doesn't have a magnetic field you have mars that doesn't have a magnetic field now common sense would dictate these things have got to be as hot as the the core of a nuclear reactor right radioactively okay so you send a manned space mission from here to there and nobody's taking any radiation readings. Can you explain that? Mm. <laughs> that is a little off. <laughs> mm. Anyways. Um, yeah, I kind of, well, you know, I don't, I don't know for sure. They, it could have happened. Who knows? Divine intervention. They could have went up there. Yeah. You think uh, people have been on Mars, though? What about what about in the uh, the? Well, I think, like I said, I think the solar system. A lot of the solar system was colonized by us. Uh, you know, uh, Mars, the moons, uh, uh, the moons on Jupiter, possibly. I mean, there's there's um, there's uh, a lot of moons. There's, there's like seventy. They just found like fifteen or sixteen more moons on Jupiter, but you got um, yeah, Saturn has a few uh, moons too. But they're, I mean, they're a lot cooler they're, that because of they're further away from the sun but wait a minute you know what i'm going to your (laughs) i just saw on your website you you did essentially bridge the gap between relativity and the grand unified field theory and then you write dot 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 you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) do you consider yourself a humble man john shaughnessy (laughs) (laughs) sometimes my my uh i get a little uh you know fed up you know 
<laughs> no, I mean, maybe you are. You you might be too smart for this planet. Unless this is a, unless this is all complete nonsense. <laughs> yeah, this website, pyramidgravityforce.com. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should check this out because this is the main page where you're talking about these uh the ancient geoengineering is the term, yeah. which I love. Right. Yeah. Um terraforming. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. think the elites in power, the people who the the rich families sitting at the top, do they do they know all about this? They have to. I mean, it's part, you know, they they must, they have to have some kind of, uh, they've been scouring the planet. We'll put it this way. They've been scouring the planet in the, uh, you know, one way or another looking for, you know, the, the equipment, the technology, the, you know, whatever's left over from the, uh, from when they blew themselves up, you know? So I think there's, I think it's a group. And I think, um, uh, Hitler brought that to light because he was, he went in and, uh, converted the, uh, Vedic text to a uh, German and, uh, you know, uh, Oppenheimer, Einstein, Tesla, they all read that stuff. And that's, that's where, you know, a lot of their ideas came from, it, you know, nuclear power, all the, uh, you want to go to, you want to check out the, uh, you know, technology India's that, the, that particular, uh, uh book, um, or text rather has a lot of, uh, incredible, you know, uh, equipment and, um, you know, that, that's, that's where you're going to go, you know, if you want to, you know, but I think that's, he started it. And I think it, it opened up everybody's eyes to like, holy crap, you know, let's, let's uh, get on the ball here. And then, you know, they're down in Antarctica. I'm sure they found some, you know, there's evidence of uh, technological advanced civilizations down there. Maybe, who knows? Uh, you know, that seems to be a, a real, um, top secret place uh you know the arctic circle um yeah you know, hear about um well the nazis admiral are hanging bird, out there admiral bird up there talking to uh blonde head giant or aliens or what a blonde head blue-eyed people up there that had uh you know high technology they were living up there and living under underground or something like that i mean uh, you just uh there was uh, islands up there that were inhabitable there was warm there was water uh you know wildlife so who knows you know who knows anything's possible i guess wow wow <laughs> i uh <laughs> I mean, these, uh, guys, you, these are these are legitimate respectable individuals right i mean they're you know well i don't know if hitler is but i do know that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he went off the uh the, 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 uh, the he, he didn't yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else well I, I, I don't know about admiral Br i mean look it is weird yeah. that the nazis decided to become the ufo people i always find that strange right. and if you look at the technology they were involved in and they had some big leaps of technology it was like they were really they did whatever was in the the, the veda text i mean it, even oppenheimer and uh you know like i said they they said that they got the help from that you know so uh you know so there is yeah bhagavad gita yes so, you know, but going full circle to your question, the elite definitely, are, uh, you know, they have, they have, you know, in, in their uh, possession, I would say some, some, uh, if not all, all the, uh, all the uh, possible technological uh, advancements of that, of those previous societies. I, I think this place has been occupied by different uh technologically advanced societies uh, that might not even uh, be related to each other who knows you know 
John, you know, I am, there's so much here. I, I, I definitely want to have you back on. I mean, this is, this is, I feel this is such the tip of the iceberg with you. Um, I really, I really am fascinated by your work. You know, before we wrap this, you said you don't care anymore. Well, I'm what, just putting it out there. Well, know. the safe, it, it, here's what I wonder. Well, no, I and I do think yeah. you care about the stuff you're researching, but yeah. I do think it would be great to hear what is the Navy hiding? What are right. the secret projects? Yeah. What do you know right now? Can you just share one classified piece of information exclusively for the loop, Open Loops audience? <laughs> you're going to have to get those remote viewers, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you do have blurbs once in a while, you know, every once in a while, I mean, you know, you read the, uh, you know, the Drudge Report and an admiral or a general or something saying, yeah, we're, we're trying to like, you know, fly this uh, craft that we found and, you know, we can't figure out how to run it. Or, I don't know. Would you like to fly Area, a craft? Area UFO craft? What's that? Would you like to fly a craft or, or create a craft? Oh yeah. Both. I think. Yeah. I think I'd be more in creating one. Yeah. Get something to get something going. What do you think of Bob Lazar? You know, Bob Lazar, I've never understood this guy because he's going around. He he claims he worked at uh, area, not even area 51, area 52 or wherever it was. Uh, And he keeps saying, yeah, of course, I got accepted into Caltech and Harvard and all this stuff. And then they took me to study these craft. And all he says is propulsion yeah. system. He just keeps yeah. talking about propulsion system over and over without yeah. any other scientific words. Is this guy bonkers? I do not believe he knows physics. Yeah, that's you know, I, I don't I don't I don't want to character assassinate anybody, but you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to either. Well, for entertainment <laughs> I would. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, he's he's going down his time like, like like all of us, we have to like, you know, uh you know, you know, look at it and, you know, dig deep into it and say, okay, what's going on here? Like, you'll have these people saying it. Yeah. 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 I'm in, in touch with these uh, alien beings and all this stuff. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, you know, when you, next time you're on the phone with them, ask them how gravity works. So, you know, so send some plans on, um, you know, free energy, like we were talking about earlier, you know, things that have, yeah. if, if these people aren't bringing stuff in, then it's all BS as far as I'm concerned. You know, you're not either they're talking to, you know, some uh, unsophisticated aliens. Maybe they're out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am but, so I mean, happy. That's, that's, that's the uh, benchmark for me. Like, okay, if you're bringing something back, it'll help all humanity, cure cancer, you know, make life easier, you know, put, put food on the table for everybody and da, 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 all this stuff. Uh, get rid of our uh, greenhouse gases, uh, you know, extend the uh, interglacial period. Great. I'm all for it. Okay. You, I believe you're talking to somebody, but if you're not bringing anything back, I don't want to hear it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. John H. Shaughnessy. <laughs> This man is a legend. This man is a legend. I hey, look, I I'm gonna link everything you're doing in the show notes. I mean, okay. you 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 uh yeah, we we have such an interesting fella here. Um, tis at moon. Oh well, thank you, thank you. Uh, and then of course the pyramid. The the well, actually, where where is that the best place to find you? Your main pyramid website? Uh yeah, and that, uh, pyramidgravityforce.com. Another website is at uh, tsatmoon.com. Yes, tsatmoon. 
T-I-S-A-T moonforward.com. And then I'm on Facebook. Uh, you know, I got a YouTube channel. I got um, I don't know, over a million views on my YouTube channel. Um, John Shaughnessy, you know. There's a bunch of John Sean. <laughs> I love that. How little you seem to care about. You're so nonchalant about solving the laws of the universe. It's amazing. <laughs> well, it's just theories, you know, kick them around and see what happens. You know, but, this guy, you uh, are just, yeah. I, yeah. It's, a, it's like I said, I'm celebrating my posthumous uh, popularity now, you know. Oh my gosh. I want to get you the Nobel peace prize before this happens. I'll do everything I can. I don't think it's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) John, hey, look, you've been amazing. I've had such a great time with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to have you back. Do it again. Yeah, we just keep banging them out, you know, raising the uh, human consciousness. And, you know, it's out out there. It's all, all for the grabs, man. Anybody out there, this is all, you know. It's all good information. Run with it. If you get inspired, run with it. You know. I wow, and I'm so grateful you came on the share it. So thanks again. Uh, yeah, let's let's definitely do this soon. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you listened to that and understood everything that guy said, I'm giving you a Nobel Peace Prize. Is that that they don't give that one for physics, do they? Nobel Prize, just Nobel Prize. If you're a physicist and you help nations get together and they're just giving you one prize, is that like growing up Jewish and Christian and having one Hanukkah? Look, I'm glad I'm not the one talking about these matters. John Shaughnessy, he's going to be with me at Forgery Unmasked. Saturday the 27th through the 29th. Check it out. I'll be there. Hope to see you as well. Have a great weekend.